Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. Hope everyone is doing well, especially in these crazy times. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. And look, it's just all the days blur into one. I keep forgetting what day it is. It's why the uh, we did the podcast on Tuesday and I uploaded it late because I was like, oh, wait, I was, meant to, I was meant to do that. So apologies. But hey, you get it eventually. And it's an excuse for me to promote my YouTube channel and say you can find me at just search for Simon Miller. That's all you got to do. Search for Simon Miller and you'll find me on YouTube. Give me a subscribe. Uh, but I also have a patron, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. That is how I'm able to have a YouTube channel because I don't make any money off YouTube. But it's also how uh, I'm able to do this podcast. It's basically all my personal projects are supported by crowdfunding. So one of the things I thought would be cool to offer back for people that are going to sort of back me is to get them on the podcast. You know the deal if you've listened before. And today for the very first time is my man, Matt. Matt, how are you doing today? Yeah, very, very well. Obviously, just getting by in the, with the current situation, but um, we have to just do what we can. You know, That's all you can do, my friend. All yeah. you can do is what you can, but we are lucky depending on how people want to see it in the sense that professional wrestling never stops absolutely yes <laughs> everything else comes to a halt but wwaw crucial businesses yeah exactly it carries on and we're gonna i mean people have seen the title already for this uh for this show but um i, I don't know if it's a contra i don't know if it's a controversial subject or not because uh, it was your idea and when you mentioned it i was like man i agree with you i agree with you 100 yes. percent, and i go as far to say that i think he's one of the the best wrestlers ever. And of course, we're talking about Brock Lesnar. I mean, the thing with Brock Lesnar, as I'm sure we're going to get into, is there are some asterisks and some caveats that you always have to mention when we are when we are talking about him. But dude, look, it was your idea. You were the one that wanted to bring Brock Lesnar, the beast, the next big thing to the table. So just give me the headlines. Give me the 411. What is it about him that A, you obviously enjoy, but B, you feel like he's been given, well, being hard done by, by the community at large? I mean, for the fact that every Brock Lesnar match looks like a fight and we are supposed to suspend our disbelief when watching wrestling and literally when you watch a Brock Lesnar match you, you sort of in your head it's like well we know this stuff's predetermined but that, that stuff looked real yeah you, no. you, you get that I mean I watched one of the matches I watched back was his um, SummerSlam match with Randy Orton the one that ended in referee stoppage and that looked completely brutal I mean, it was. I mean, it yeah. was pretty much legit, right? There's <laughs> pretty much some legit stuff going on. I mean, even his first, if you watch his return in 2012, his first match, which he actually lost, which was a bit of a strange booking against John Cena. Similar sort of thing. Laid in the elbows, laid it in thick. Referee stopped the match a couple of times to wipe the blood away. It just looks, it looks like a fight. And that's a thing. Obviously, that's one of the things that, and we know he's a fighter. We know he's a tough guy. He's not playing a character. He is who he is on screen. And it's the main thing. And I think we get a lot of criticism um, about him being part-time, et cetera, et cetera. But you wouldn't, wanna, you wouldn't want Brock Lesnar on TV every week because you're overexposing. I think that's the key. You mentioned the Randy Orton stuff. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Obviously, that was some serious stuff because it wasn't a work, so to speak. 
yeah. you know, it was a guy with. Well, I mean, the the rumor has always been that Brock Lesnar told everybody he knows how to <laughs> how to open a guy up, which is an incredible sentence to say to someone, yeah. and that he would be able to do it. And then when you're watching it, you're like, I don't know if you can do this exactly like you're saying. <laughs> you can, Brock Lesnar. And look, there were there, there were two there were two schools of thought. One of which was, well, I mean, look at the reaction it kind of got, and it builds this aura around Brock Lesnar. But the other was, this is too much. It's professional wrestling. We're not protecting Randy Orton. And I think Randy Orton was concussed afterwards. Yeah. So what, what was your takeaway, man? Um, what, from, what, from first watching it? First watching it and then learning all the details. Because I think you're probably like me and I like a lot of wrestling fans. When you first see it, we're all, you know, we're all too smart for our own good now, right? We think it's a work. Oh, how did they do that? Amazing. They pulled it off. And then it's after the fact when you get a bit more information. You're like, well, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, it's, it is like I said. It is sort of a touch. Everyone have their own opinion. Um, so you're saying, obviously, Brock Lesnar went into business for himself a little bit there. I don't. I mean, maybe to a certain degree, yeah. Maybe to a certain degree. I mean, I think it all depends. I, I think the problem is if he said, "Look, I'm able to do this," and then he starts smashing on Randy. It Orton's looks head. like, yeah. It's. Um, I mean, it's obviously the alternative is blading. Um, so maybe. Brock decided that he wanted to get legitimate blood. I guess it's a, not really what I guess it's not really right in the sense of what we are what we are watching is supposed to be sort of um, a work, not a shoot. So you can look at it from that angle. Yeah, um, no, it, it worked, man. It got people talking. It got people yeah, talking. And, and certainly, it's something that certainly sticks out. I mean, I've it's the first time you know, I watched it last night. It's the first time I watched it back in a while. And obviously, um, looking at looking at it again, yeah, it was completely completely brutal the amount of blood yeah it was but it did add to the aura i mean it does add to the aura of brock lesnar i mean you know these things we all react to and then we kind of move on quite quickly because that's just how the you know the human race works um i guess why do i mean i know what the answer is going to be but i'll ask you anyway why do you think so many people have a hard time with with brock um i think it's it's a lot to do with the current there's a new type of wrestling fan sort of over the last sort of five, sort of five, maybe five years ish that, that sort of come to the fore. And it's, they'd rather see flips, handstands and that sort of stuff rather than something like Brock Lesnar, who does keep it simple. He's a, he's a, he's a monster. He comes in as a monster. His matches play out as a monster. Um, and then it was obviously the thing that part time people, people do take jobs in for being part time. But again, Someone like that, if he was on TV every week, they'd be complaining that he was being overexposed and he was burying people. So mm, yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I think the part-time thing t- ties into it more. I never had a problem with it. I do think there was that one period where he had the uh, Universal Championship for too long. That felt like it went, uh, yeah, it, it went past the point. I was like, I just missed the championship now. I want to see it back on my television, television screen. But I think the thing for me is I never blame Brock Lesnar. No, because. Can't. Because if I was in that situation and somebody wants to pay me millions of dollars to work less, especially in something like wrestling, which hurts like hell, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, why, why would I say no to that? I'm not crazy. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to point uh, point fingers, it should be at the... Because I will say this, as we're talking about Brock Lesnar almost wholeheartedly, I would say that I think he is the best businessman in wrestling history. Yeah. No question about it. Like, not even more than Hulk Hogan before people say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was a master in many ways. But I can't think of anybody else that was being paid this much money to do such little work. And I think that's kind of incredible. To Especially, 
I mean, look, look at what just happened recently in WWE, how Vince put w, uh, business first and he cut loads of people. Brock Lesnar, though, still stands tall because I guess that there is there is some worth there. I, but I mean, you need to tell me if you feel I don't think you will do, of course, but I never equated the two. I didn't care that he was being paid loads of money. I didn't care he was part time. I just judged him on what he did when he showed up. Absolutely. That's the thing. It's like it's one of the things that gets me is, you know, he's he's got the right to earn whatever money he can get as someone who works. Like I say, I work myself and if I could be paid X, Y, Z amount of money for working half the, half the hours I do, I would do it. And it's just life. But generally, yeah, he's, he's just the way he is, his character, his whole aura is definitely the thing about him. I mean, like I said, he is a monster. You know he's a legitimate fighter. He looks like he would kick your ass if you saw him on the street. And <laughs> and it's not hot. It's not too hard to tell a story story when you have someone that's as legitimate as that. I, that's, exactly, that's exactly how I see it. How do you feel about Shayna Baszler before I? Because like that, that's she gets the same kind of you know vibe from me. Um, Shayna Baszler, I think the defeat. I think the defeat to Becky has probably hurt her. Um, but since she's been booked since. Um, how she's been booked since, sorry, has um, sort of made up for it. I mean, I don't the stop the referee stoppage thing. I think it works when you've got someone who's a, who's been in MMA and is a legitimate MMA fighter. I think the referee stoppage thing works. Um, I don't think it works as well for Apollo Cruz. <laughs> but um, when you have someone you know in, in there that is a legitimate fighter, the referee stoppage angle does work. I think because it's believable. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I, I kind of see Shayna in the same uh, the same boat as I just think again, like you said, she comes across like uh, as legit. I mean, let's talk about what most people I imagine want to debate about, which of course is going to be the Undertaker streak. Um, I want two different perspectives. A, how did you feel about it at the time when you learned that Brock Lesnar had done it, and how do you feel about it now? Because it may be exactly the same, but I know a lot of people have two different takes on it. Um, I remember when it actually happened. I was. Um... I wasn't actually watching that Mania live. It was, it was a, a a good one to actually not not a good one to miss. To be honest, I, I watched it sort of on a delayed, and I was as you do when you're watching something after it's you've already recorded it. I was fast forwarding, fast forwarding bits, and I was fast forwarding Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker because I thought there's no way the Undertaker's going to lose a streak. Absolutely no 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 way. So I'm fast forwarding, I'm fast forwarding, I fast forwarded it, and then obviously I missed the finish. So I see the payment afterwards, and I think, hang on a minute. Did he, did he lose it? So I around it and watched it, and that's how I first learned. Saw the crowd reaction. Um, I was a bit mixed at first, to be honest. But then having a second perspective on it, if anybody was going to end it, I mean, he'd under, Undertaker had pretty much beaten everyone else. Um, if anyone was going to end it, why is it not? Why shouldn't it have been the legitimate MMA guy? Well, I will again. I will play devil's advocate, and I'll let my feelings known afterwards. I presume that a lot of people would say that Brock Lesnar didn't need it because he does come across as legitimate already, and that if you had given it to somebody like back then, uh, a Drew McIntyre, uh, a Miz—I don't know, probably not the Miz at that stage. You know what I mean, Daniel Bryan, somebody like that—that that they could have got a bigger rub off it than than Brock Lesnar did. That's what some people would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have given it to Cena and turned him heel. That was the, uh, the other thing that was the other uh, option that was there had they wanted to do it. But um... yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I, if you had told me that the Undertaker was never going to lose his streak, I would have been cool with that. 
you know, because I loved it. I think we were all invested in it. And I think at one stage we were just like, okay, this is going to be, it's just a way of things. Like you get up, you go to work, you pay your taxes, the Undertaker doesn't lose at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. But given the reaction it got in the arena and given the fallout and the fact that we're still talking about it, what, five years on or six years on, that to me is why it was worthwhile because you it's rare to get those real moments Organic in professional reaction. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, they're far and few in between. And that's because, you know, WWE, both inadvertently and advertently, spent 30 years building this up. 30 years, you can't just, you know, that's not something you can just... Uh, you know, muster up from nowhere. You have to, you have to give it time, and that's why I like the fact that Brock Lesnar did it. And I disagree with this idea that Brock Lesnar didn't get something out of it. I think that was the catalyst to turn Brock Lesnar into this again, like the, the end of level boss. I, I know that he was a big deal before that, but he'd also lost to John Cena and he'd lost to Triple H. Yeah. Ever since then, there aren't that many losses you can talk about, and it's because. You know, WWE felt the need to push him because he was the guy that beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yes, I mean, prior to that, he didn't have a... So they brought him in in 2012. For the first year, he was sort of 50-50. I mean, he, he lost he lost to John Cena. He traded victories with Triple H, um, including losing at Mania. So it was like that he needed sort of... That was part of what I call his sort of two-year mega push. Um he defeated CM Punk, he defeated the big show, he ended the streak, and then culminating in, obviously, the squash match against Cena, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, me too. I like that. that. I think it's brilliant, that match. She watched it. I was watching it live. I was thinking, no, Cena's going to pull something out. Cena's going to pull something out. No. And it was just a complete and utter squash. I think, I think he got an S- Cena got an STF, one STF, and I think one AA at one point, but it was just a complete decimation, which is what that character needed. Yeah, no. I, I the interesting thing with that match, of course, is that it was meant for Daniel Bryan, and then Daniel Bryan got injured. But WWE had this plan, so like, okay, we'll just have John Cena to do it. But this kind of ties into the Undertaker argument because it was John Cena who he got destroyed. It made it mean even more. If Daniel Bryan and I got beaten like that, I'd have been like, well, of course WWE did that. That's what WWE does. I'm not surprised we went down this route. But when they did it to John Cena, that added the extra, oh my gosh. And I kind of feel like that was the same with the uh, the streak losing. I was like, oh my goodness, they gave it to Brock Lesnar. I didn't actually think they would give it to Brock Lesnar because like you, I was watching it in, ah, it's fine, but whatever. Let's just get through it and get yeah. on to and get what onto whatever, you know, whatever is next. And I do, I do kind of agree with the point that maybe... Brock Lesnar would have reached the ascendancy that he did without it. But that's that's almost a redundant argument because he got there with it. And I don't, I don't know. I think the Roman Reigns one, would, I don't want to talk about that. But when the Roman <laughs> Reigns beat the Undertaker, I think that was more more of an eyebrow, an eyebrow raising moment. But because obviously now you, we kind of got to the stage where I don't know. What, what do you, I mean, I don't think Brock Lesnar needs to be the champion ever again. I really don't. I think it actually ham fists him or handcuffs him, I should say, when he is the champion because we are closing off other feuds for him to be engaged with just because WWE won't put X, Y, and Z in the title picture. What would you do with him now? Obviously, I don't think he's going to come back until we've got fans in the arena. No. But I mean, as as a fan of his, you know, what what, what would you do with him now? Um, well, this, this is a, a, an interesting one because... The way they've booked him when he's not been the champion in past hasn't been hasn't been very strong. If you look at, I'm just sort of looking at post Mania 31, um, where he lost to obviously where he, he lost the title, he dropped the title to to um, Seth Rollins after the cash-in. and he's he's had, he had he had a feud with the big big show, he had a summit with the Wyatt family, he beat Rusev a couple of times. I don't really think they did an awful lot with him. 
of note, obviously until SummerSlam and then obviously Survivor Series with Goldberg in 2016. Um, I guess I think I would probably go to La- maybe go to Lashley. Well, that Lashley's always been my guy, but they won't put him in the title picture, as far as I well, I don't think so anyway. I don't think they they see him of that ilk. So you know, Brock Lesnar's the champion. I think you may get one, two, you know, matches tops, and then it's done. I don't want that. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather the feud was focused on something else. I guess is my point. No, that's what I mean. So obviously, in terms of without the championship, so I mean, the one guy who I would have thought was unfortunately Kane Velasquez has unfortunately been released. I thought they could have done something in a, in a kind of different environment, maybe like a, a lion's den kind of environment, something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess without the title, I guess Lashley. I think I think I think Lashley without Lashley, Lashley without the title could do something. Certainly, cause they would both they could play up in both MMA backgrounds. Yeah, no, I think it'd be. That I, I think that I think I think it would be interesting. I just don't think we're going to see him for ages. That's the thing. Brock, no, I don't think. I mean, the rumor has it that he was. Um, unhappy with having to work wrestlemania i'm not sure how true this is rumor is he basically told backstage when he arrived for the tape and he wanted his match done and out of the way so he can go home because he wasn't happy about being there and allegedly put a a word in for the boys in defense of the boys because he didn't think it was a safe working environment again not sure how true that is it's Uh, i'm always a bit skeptical with stuff like that but you never know you're right you never you you never know if anyone's going to be able to speak up it would be uh it would be Brock Lesnar. What would you say to people that are, uh, you know, they criticize him saying he only turns up when he wants to turn up. And then they talk about sort of say his Dean Ambrose match at WrestleMania, which was disappointing. I mean, I was lucky to be at that WrestleMania and I remember watching it going, well, this is a bit strange. You know, nothing, yeah. nothing is really, really happening. It was very um, pedestrian and not like a Brock Lesnar match at all. It didn't have that momentum. It didn't have that fire. So yeah, because obviously that, that is something that w- would be brought up. What would you say to someone that said that's enough for them not to get behind uh, uh, Brock Lesnar? I mean, I can understand it from that from that point of view because that was sort of in the middle of his sort of what I call his sort of mid card sort of period where he was feuding with mid carders. Um, and from what I understand, he wasn't overly enthused with working with Dean Ambrose. And I think what I was listening to actually a, a different podcast um that gorilla position did with seth rawlins and they um seth rawlins actually said brock lesnar if if you have his respect he's one of the best guys to work with yeah the impression i got is that for whatever reason brock just didn't fancy i'm at, fancy doing anything with dean um so but do, do you think that kind of acts as quite a black mark against him because you know if you are a professional wrestler isn't it more of a case that, you know, it's, it's not about what you want to do. It's the fact that you've been put in this situation and therefore you should raise your game regardless. As a professional, as a professional you should. But, I mean, whether he was thinking that he just um, he didn't see money in it or – but I'm not saying it's right. See, he's Brock Lesnar, you know. He, he's a, top, a top-tier talent. I mean, he's not won't be the first top-tier talent to have sort of said he didn't want to work with someone. No, it's true. You, got, it's true. You, do, I just... you do get the impression during the match that Brock Lesnar wasn't overly enthused about being there. Oh, no, I don't think he was up, up for it at all. And really, I don't think you get too many moments like that. When you go through most of his... Uh most of his matches that's just the one that stands out because i think as well i remember thinking that it could potentially steal the show maybe i got a bit ahead of myself but yeah i definitely remember thinking oh wow this could be you know this could actually be a really good match and apparently dean ambrose had all the or john moxie whatever you want to call him had all these ideas and brock lesnar just fobbed him off and i don't you know i do think that it was a bit disappointing just because again i think you have to put the fans first 
but you know, it's uh, it's fascinating to hear it from somebody who, you know, who who is a fan of Brock Lesnar and how that you know related to them as the, as they watched it unfold. We should probably talk about Goldberg as well. Yeah, Survivor Series 2016. How how do you react to that? Because to, that's one of my favorite things that has happened in the modern era. I never saw it coming. It did the world of good in terms of that's what Goldberg should always be brought in to do. And I thought Brock Lesnar was so smart. He was able to cover his own ass too because he knew that the, the money match would be at WrestleMania where they could just kick each other's ass and he'd win it back. They did really good business there. I think, um, again, you say about Brock Lesnar, the businessman. I mean, ultimately, when it first happens that, that quickly, you know, you do, my, jaw, my jaw dropped because it's like, wow, Brock Lesnar just lost in however many seconds it was. And it just, yeah, but when you look long term, I think he did a really good job and it was really smart, to be honest. I mean, Brock obviously knew that he he wasn't going to get much more out of Goldberg. I mean, that's what, like you said, that's what Goldberg should be doing. It should be, it should be turning up, running through people, and the match ended in three minutes. Did you think that it was, you know, taking the the magic that he got from The Undertaker, though, and passing it on to Goldberg? Because, again, that's what people said. That's 100% what people said. They were like, man, I don't want to... You know, I, I I don't want Goldberg to beat him. He's an old man and blah, blah, blah. Brock Lesnar hasn't lost since this and that and everything else. I mean, personally, if it had been up to me, we would never have seen Goldberg again. But um, and that from that instance, my first reaction was kind of, yeah, I mean, it is stupid that this old guy is, is beating Brock Lesnar <laughs> so quickly. But then having the benefit of hindsight and looking at it long-term booking-wise, I think... You, Goldberg eliminated from the Rumble as well, didn't you, that year, if I remember rightly? The year after. Year after. And then, obviously, that culminated in the match at Mania, um, which, again, Brock must have worked it worked into the agreement that he would get the title at some point for, to agree to that, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, I think that was, that was always the goal. Why would you never have brought uh, Goldberg back? You mentioned that. You said if it was your choice, you wouldn't have brought him back. Um, I guess I'm kind of looking at this as for what we've seen since. I think that might be... In terms of at the time he came back to Survivor Series, I don't think it was a bad idea. But from what we've seen since in the matches, I mean, his match with The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, his match with um, see, with The Fiend, with the benefit of sort of a bit more knowledge, I think probably wouldn't have brought him back. But in terms of the gold, but in terms of the Brock Lesnar feud, that should have been really a one and done. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I do find it... I, I, it's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an absolutely fascinating character because you can't really compare him to anybody else because he's in charge. That's the thing. You've always heard about Vince McMahon having the final say-so. I don't think that's the case with Brock Lesnar. And that's kind of happening right now. You don't think he, want, he wouldn't want to bring Brock Lesnar in, even with no crowds? Of course he does. But Brock goes, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not coming into work, no crowds. And Vince goes, okay. And like you said, Cain Velasquez gets cut and all the other guys get cut. Brock Lesnar's never going to get cut. I don't agree with this... Um, this rhetoric people have with, well, we should cut this guy instead of that guy. We just shouldn't cut anybody. Like, I don't want to start. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I, I just, there's no point. You know, two wrongs don't make a, don't make a right and, and everything like that. But no, I, I think... I always look forward to seeing Brock Lesnar. And I think if you actually go through his run of matches, there's, it's a Hall of Fame... It's a Hall of Fame list. Like, you can go to pretty much any, um, any, any pay-per-view over the last... Maybe even 10 years. Maybe that's exaggerating a little bit. When did he come back? 2012 he came back, right? Yeah, 2012. Yeah, so eight years. Nah, eight years is too long. Five years. I think you can go back over any time over the last five years and you can probably pull a damn good Brock Lesnar match out. Like the Royal Rumble triple threat 
oh, uh, 2000 and yeah with 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 Rollins and and Cena that was ages ago now you don't think it is but it was ages ago five years it doesn't seem it doesn't seem as long but that was one probably one of the best triple threat matches I've seen it it really was I mean again his match his match with um his match with Finn Balor his match with AJ Styles you could pick a lot the guy has absolutely amazing matches he can have a good match yeah. with anyone. And he was having he was having good matches before he left too. What did you think about him before he left? Were you watching wrestling when he was here round one? Yeah, yeah. I thought again it was he was booked as a destroyer. I mean the Hulk Hogan moment when when he when he when he obviously he stopped Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan match stopped by referee stoppage. That was a big rub for him the first time around. Oh yeah, it's massive. I remember. And then obviously. I you know, you go to his WrestleMania match, his Iron Man match with Kurt Angle. Again, one of the best matches, Iron Man matches I've seen, just for drama. So were you were you upset when he left? Because obviously not a lot of people were. <laughs> when he first walked around, I was like, yeah, good riddance, you asshole. Yeah, I was at the time. I think I was upset at, at the time. I was kind of upset because we had a weird situation, didn't we, in the WrestleMania in 2004 with... Goldberg and Brock Lesnar were both on the card, and both of them were leaving. So from that at that point, yeah, I was upset with you when they both went. I mean, particularly Brock, like I said, he was. I, mean, I remember the stuff they did with Zach Gowan back in the day. That was <laughs> yeah, just, we chucked him down the stairs. <laughs> oh brutal. my gosh! Did you follow his MMA career as well? Then, like, did did you become a, a Brock Lesnar convert? Where it's just like wherever you go, Brock, I'm going to follow you. Um, I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know sort of how to follow UFC at that time but since I've, I've looked back on it I mean I watched his most recent UFC fight with a Mark Hunt that was something I saw that was a few obviously a few years back now um but the old stuff the sort of uh early the 2010-11 stuff I haven't, I haven't really I didn't really watch live but I have seen since yeah, I just I was just intrigued because obviously some people, I mean that's why uh, UFC benefited so much because they all jumped across. They weren't necessarily UFC or MMA fans, but they were like, "Oh man, I'm going to watch this." You know, I'm going to see what what he kind of does because obviously there's always that intrigue about how a professional wrestlers going to uh, going to manage in, in in a completely different environment. Of course, he became the champion, which I still find absolutely amazing. The whole story yeah, of, uh, of Brock Lesnar. Did you know he was coming back in 2012 before he did, or did you get the big reaction like everybody else? Um, I watched the raw. I watched that raw live. Um, it was one of the biggest pops, I think, on a raw. Certainly, in a, we haven't heard anything since. I mean, it was a scene of promo at the end and. We want Lesnar two separate. We want Lesnar chance were going off, so that was a. I was pretty clued up. That was what was going to happen. Just someone was clued, up. and then obviously the big pop comes back. He um, F five Cena kicks his hat out of the ring. I just thought the whole thing was just for the reaction. Yeah, I did. It was it was it was it was awesome. I don't think I knew at the time. I can't remember now. It was so long ago. But I think it was one of those ones that had escaped me for for one reason or the other. And then yeah, having that sheer because I mean, obviously the controversy between WWE and Brock has always been massive. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't muck around. If he doesn't want to do something, he doesn't do it. If he yeah. if you piss him off, he'll, he'll he'll push back. He really is a fascinating character. But I do agree with you. I think. I, I just, I just do when you think when you look at his body of work and the way that he sells stuff. I mean, like the Royal Rumble this year with Drew McIntyre and how he treated him at WrestleMania 36. It just feels if you if you get one. I mean, maybe not as much as it did because the more you see it, the the, the lesser it gets. And that was the case with Seth Rollins. But still, he goes out of it. when he is invested. Let's forget about the other side. He does go out of his way to really try and uh, yeah, just just get the other person over, which. 
it's not really something that guys in his position were doing no. years ago. Like, you know, we mentioned Hulk Hogan and the questions were, well, who has he ever put over? And with, with, I mean, there are there are reasons we can chat about that, of course. But in terms of Hulk Hogan, uh, in terms of Brock Lesnar, sorry, you know, he there's so many guys that he came up against. I mean, if you had even told me a few years ago that he was going to lose to Seth Rollins, I don't think I necessarily would have believed you, but he did. Twice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, that was a whole craziness, but, you know, that's the... That's the uh, that's just the nature of, the nature of WWE. It's just you, you never you never really know what you're going to get. Uh, let's say sort of you know in six months to a year we are back in normality. How do you want? To, I know we kind of touched upon it earlier, but how do you want to see him re-enter the fold? Like, does he come back in and feud with Drew McIntyre? Is that boring? Do you want to kind of see him in some bizarre feuds that maybe you've never seen before? So like Brock Lesnar versus I don't know first name that comes Andrade, right? <laughs> does that you know does that does that interest you? Is that just going to be a squash and you don't care? Because I do think we're on the we're on the back end of Brock Lesnar's career now. Yeah. You know, everything has a shelf life, and um, that monster. Again, you know, last last level boss character is kind of um, it's kind of on the way out again because it's just how it works. But you know, as someone that clearly has been behind him since day one and not wavered even when he's had these controversial moments, yeah, what do you do with him? How? What's the best way that WWE can utilize him so fans like yourself, even if you aren't watching the product at the time, will turn back on? Aside from the fact it's Brock Lesnar, because you may do that night one, but night two, night three, night four, you're going to need something else. I mean, it depends. Obviously, I'm not sure I have have faith in them to book Lesnar in a compelling storyline when he's not going for the championship. So, I mean, my personally, I would have him return at the rumble, assuming there's fans. I would have him, I would, I would have him win the rumble and main event mania one last time. Obviously, cause he's, he's not really won. Obviously he's won, he won at mania 34, but his record at WrestleMania is actually five and five. So he's got an even record. He's got a 50-50 record. Just for if it is going to be his last year, I would like to see him go out. And then where he goes after that, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I think. Well, I think when he's done, he's done. I don't. Yeah. He may come back in for a a surprise here and there, but I don't think you're going to see Brock Lesnar in adverts or TV commercials or anything like that. I think he will. I think he will hang it up for good and just um, and yeah, he'll be somebody that we talk about as we uh, as we are doing now. Like you always get some people go, oh, he's going to go to AEW. I don't think he's going to AEW. He won't. When he's when he's done with wrestling, I think he's a hundred percent done with. Just my guess. I think he's uh, I think he's done with wrestling. Uh, dude, is there anything else you want to throw out there before about Brock Lesnar before I ask you more generic questions? Yeah, just obviously, I think obviously I'm just I just want to touch on. I think you mentioned he lost to Seth Rollins. I think to be honest with you, the Money when he cashed in the money in the bank and he won it back, I don't think that was really necessary. I mean, because you don't if you're given the title back once, you, you have to lose lose again. So I felt Rawlins winning the title back at Mania was good enough. They should have just gone straight from Brock after Kofi rather than having the whole Brock party thing with the briefcase, having him win, which meant he had to lose again. Yeah, and that's, no, that's the only thing I think they've sort of not really done correctly. I mean, it's like you're then playing hot potato with the universal title. A little bit yeah which is always gonna it's just never good is it? it it does diminish titles it just does and you you see people saying that too that, that, that they don't like them doing it uh, i will say that i can't hate entirely them for doing that because we wouldn't have got dancing brock without that and i love dancing brock that boombox brock is one of my favorite unexpected things i've ever seen it was just wonderful i mean it was funny i mean it was funny but did it did it sort of diminish the character a bit or did it just show him in a new light it's again one of those you know it's a serious ass kicking character and you and you got him dancing i'm not sure about that i wasn't sure how to feel 
Uh, I think I think I think for me it kind of comes down to his. It's like when Kurt Angle used to do it because I knew that Kurt Angle could kick anybody's ass when he was acting like a goof and doing jokes. I just believed it because yeah. I was like, well, yeah, you, you, you're such a you're such a moron. <laughs> but then when you get in the ring, you run rings around people, and that was the same with Brock. Brock to me, I almost saw it as a way where he's so in control. He was like, I don't, I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to worry about anyone. I can be a goof. I can be an idiot. And I will still kick your ass because I'm Brock Lesnar. And I always loved that. I always loved that idea that that, that, that is what he was doing. And I, I, I personally do think that he pulled it off. And I don't think many oh, other no, people in that position would have done. It was entertaining. I mean, I, I personally don't think, as a character, Brock Lesnar doesn't need the money in the bank briefcase. He doesn't need to no, sneak up true. on people. He, he doesn't need to sneak. He's just standing in front of them and fight them. But it's... That, it was very entertaining, I have to say. And it, they got a T-shirt out of it. And that's one I haven't actually <laughs> They did. Although I am so glad that you, we... Uh, so go on, man. So what would you do in terms of booking? Obviously, uh, I think he should, Brock should be in the title picture because I don't think they know how to book him. Not, I don't think they know how to book him otherwise. How would you How would you book him? So, I think it's... I think it's really tough. Like I think it's really tough at the moment. I think you've... Uh, you, you have entered a point where we... Um, yeah, you know, we're fighting. We're not fighting a losing battle. That's too extreme. But we have got to the point where it's not going to be as easy as it was simply because we've seen Brock Lesnar do so much. And eventually, if he's not working with new guys and he's not putting in new scenarios, it's, it, you know, people get bored. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. It's nobody's fault. I, but again, there are still certain people that I would like to see him work with. Bobby Lashley would be in there, someone yeah. like Alistair Black. I wouldn't mind him going around one more. Uh, one more round with um, Drew McIntyre. I thought they did. I thought they did really, really well. You know, I, I loved that match. The only thing that was taken away from it was the fact it was no fans. I, I guess for me, as opposed to just having, you know, as opposed to just having, uh, what do you call it, Brock Lesnar the champion or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. I would much rather have some kind of story of you know Brock Lesnar is mad at this guy for this or Brock Lesnar is mad at that guy for that as opposed to well we're going to have a few with Brock Lesnar because he's the world champion and people want him to lose the title blah blah I'm bored of that I'm done with that we don't need yeah, to we, we, we don't need to do that again so I think that's the uh that's what I would that's what I would like them to do with it and I would just like to yeah I would just like them to surprise me and do something different with him while you know not not losing that aura I just don't need to see him as the champion again I think that's my the, my only need is that we've seen him with the championship belt He's done it. He's been the champ uh, for far, uh, you know, more than he ever needed to be. And he, Brock Lesnar now is much like a Bray Wyatt or The Undertaker. His character is enough. His personality is enough. His persona is enough. It's enough to get me to tune in. Uh, I, I don't need to see someone take the belt off him. I don't need to see him take the belt off somebody else. I just think we should use the allure and the attraction that Brock is to get people more invested. And I truly think that if you have a really, really... Uh, good and uh, exciting, you know, main event program, and you kind of tuck Brock Lesnar in just behind that. You're actually going to have a better card nine times out of ten, and you're almost going to be using Brock Lesnar to prop up that card, as opposed to him being the reason you are watching it. And I think that'll make WWE four more fun. I really do. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got Matt Riddle as well. It could be another. Uh, that's that possibility of that intri intrigues me a bit. And yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with that. That's uh, it's, uh, it's very. I find it very, very fascinating. The whole Matt Riddle thing. Was it work? Was it not a work? Yeah. You just don't know. You just have absolutely no idea. But I appreciate that. I like being worked. I'm a wrestling fan. I never really understood why uh, some people didn't like it. I'm always up for somebody trying to pull the wool over my eyes. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I would bring him back and I'd be just like, this is Brock. And that's it. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. This is Brock. That's the end. That's the end. But I don't think we're going to see him for a while. No. I really, really don't. I think it's going to be a long ass time before, uh, yeah, before we see Brock Lesnar again. And as long as I put, again, it's as long as the program is, as long as I put the program well, it, it can have a good match with anyone. It's like, I mean, yeah, the only reason why I suggested winning the Royal Rumble is because I, I doubt their ability to put Brock Lesnar in a decent program without the title. I don't think there's anything wrong with booking um, Brock Lesnar in the to win the Royal Rumble again. Yeah, as long as you've got good ideas, I think that's the most important thing. As long as you've uh, yeah, as long as you as long as you sort that out, all is well. As simple just, as that. It really, really is. I mean, it could it could be a, it could be a Drew rematch next year. Could win the Royal Rumble. Drew could hold on to it until next year, and there could be a that, that match in front of fans um, would be something. Obviously, we didn't get that, but. I, I I that's the that's the scenario that I'm all good with. Brock Lesnar coming back to you know, reclaim his, you know, the, the thing that he never lost works for me absolutely fine because that's the, you know, the horrible thing of this situation. You know, the, the thing that was taken away from us is that we didn't get that big reaction for Drew. So yeah, if Brock Lesnar is going to come back and give us that, that to me should be his last time in the title picture and he should lose to, to Drew McIntyre again. You know, it, it should be a... Yeah, proper cement. A, 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 yeah, exactly. A double loss where it's like, oh man, I, now I'm definitely out of this. But you just don't know. You just don't know. WWE sometimes seem to sort of lean on him a little bit like, well, we don't know what else to do. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we'll just do that. But that, that says a lot about WWE really and, and their sort of ability to, to build stars, to elevate people. It's always like they go back to plan A, which is probably put Brock Lesnar back in the title picture, which again, which a, I, I'm happy with as a fan, but there needs to be people after Brock Lesnar, which thankfully they're now starting to do with Drew. Yeah, I think that that's the only problem that I would say is that yeah, you need to you, you, they have over relied on him uh, on him recently for reasons that I understand, but it's still true. I mean, on that note, dude, what is your impression of WWE at the moment? Not necessarily the no crowd stuff, but are you invested? Are you not invested? Have you found yourself not caring as much? Because again, Brock Lesnar, your guy has left. Where are you at as a fan? Um, I mean, at the moment, I've I watch I've recently subscribed to bt sport just during lockdown so i have something to watch on tv i mean i would not have had this global situation not happen i probably wouldn't be watching the weekly shows i would have just watched ups and downs because that's what you need (laughs) that's all you need in the the current shows i mean let's be honest they've been the ratings have been under decline for a while and generally it's doesn't that amount of content it's hard to justify staying up to watch it when it's not really delivering on a weekly basis. What would, what do you think it's missing? I know that's such a loaded question, but you know what, uh, what kind of stuff would make you go, oh, now I want to tune in every week? Because everybody seems to have a different answer. I think they need to change They need to change it up a bit. I think the whole thing with Raw starts, Babyface champion in the ring, Babyface champion goes, oh, what happened last week? Cuts a promo, etc. If someone else comes out, wants a fight, that's your main event. Either that or it's a tag. It's the same sort of pattern seems to follow. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing. It's sort of, I don't I mean I don't obviously I'm I don't work for WWE as a booker, so I don't have all the answers. But as a fan watching it, it's just like it's not. It seems to have, they're doing the same thing. It's a, like, along the lines of the way they put their baby face. It's been the same for years. That's why the baby faces don't get over. Do you think there's any worth in these uh, cinematic ideas? In the sense, do, do do you want them to double down on that? Do you think it's more of a once a year thing? Absolutely, I think that. You know, it's evolving and doing something different and trying to grow your audience. I mean, I wouldn't have them. 
I wouldn't have them every 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 month. A couple a couple of times a year, I think is fine. Obviously WrestleMania, um, and maybe maybe Royal Rumble as well, doing something. But obviously, again, it's you can overexpose it if you do it too much. But I really enjoyed the two that were presented at WrestleMania. I have to say. What was your favourite, Boneyard or Firefly Funhouse? It seems to be a contentious issue. Um, the Firefly Funhouse, I think, even though it's just technically, I guess, was it a match? Wasn't it a match? Who knows? But it was unbelievable presentation. And the fact that John Cena was allowing himself to be portrayed, his, his character to be stripped bare like that, I think was was fantastic. I think so too, yeah. I think John Cena gives back more than people give him, give him, give him credit for. But again, there's always some kind of rhetoric that people uh, that, that people jump on. I think the Boneyard match was my favorite. I just like the way that it was. Uh, I think the, I think I like the Boneyard match because obviously that's something that you can do forever, should you so wish. Yeah. Whereas I'm not sure you could. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you would do another Firefly Funhouse. I really don't. I know some people were like, it could just be a deconstruction of many characters, but I think it would get baffling after a while. Yeah, I think it would get boring. I mean, that sort of thing. It's kind of. I guess only really, really the sort of hardcore fans would get something like that. If you're a casual viewer, you probably watch the, maybe just got the network to watch Mania, you probably wouldn't have got anything out of it. But Boneyard match, definitely, yeah, something like that. Particularly if the Undertaker is going to carry on, I think that's how we book the Undertaker in future. We cinematic presentation. Yeah, I think so. I absolutely think so. You do the Sting match then as well, which people have been desperate for for years. And why the hell not, right? Why the hell not yeah, give the people what they I mean, give the people what they want? I don't get really the I don't really get the hype of it, but I wouldn't. Doesn't mean I don't want to see it. I'm just not desperate to see it. No, I was like that. I, I yeah yeah. To me, Sting versus Undertaker was never something that was super high on my list. Uh, it's something that I'm happy to see if it comes along. But yeah, it's not ever something I thought like I was desperate to see. And I was kind of fascinated when it did come out as this sort of must-have dream match that people yeah we're just desperate for absolutely desperate I, like, I never even thought about it i don't think which maybe says more about me than anything else well, i think the presentation of sting obviously wasn't what it should be well, i mean they, they kind of ruined no. it didn't they? yeah the um triple h trying to win a war that ended years ago at wrestlemania that year when they buried it. <laughs> that's true um so before we start to wrap up who's your guy now when Brock Lesnar leaves, who do you look for? Who do you, you know, obviously, you know, you're excited for when Brock Lesnar, when he's come out. But yeah, who do you look for when uh, when he's not around? I mean, this is going to sound pretty silly, but I actually, I actually am a fan of The Fiends. I mean, on, on one scale, I've got the arse kicker, legitimate character. On the other, on the other scale, I've got this ridiculously over-the-top nice. <laughs> character. That's why wrestling's so good, man. Um, I think, yeah, The Fiend. I think, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with... With Braun, I'd imagine it will be it won't be the fiend that competes against um, Braun Strowman. It'll be Bray Wyatt, as in game show host Bray Wyatt, because otherwise, unless the unless the fiend's going to take the title, because otherwise they'll just if if Braun beats the fiend, then you've just destroyed him really. But yeah, the fiend obviously one of the moments that made me genuinely angry in the last few years of watching wrestling was that was that finish that Seth Rollins fiend finish. It's like it was probably one of the worst things I've seen <laughs> in terms of wrestling. Obviously, there's much worse things going on in the world, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, it you know, was um... yeah. I mean, I'm happy for. I mean, I quite like Drew. I quite like his presentation. I think he's presented well. Um, Braun, I'm not too sure. It just it's really nice to see Braun Strowman so happy when he comes out every week. He's obviously so happy to be the Universal Champion. He's got a big smile. 
that's always do what what would you do with braun and bray because i think it's kind of one of those situations that wwe has fallen into because you know bray white lost the title because we had this plan with goldberg and then braun Strowman wins it because again we have this plan with goldberg that doesn't that doesn't work out so what you know do you give it back to bray do you think bray the fiend character is worse off with the title do you give braun a proper shot like i think it's quite an interesting situation and not necessarily one that i think was ever on the books you know i think seth versus drew was always going to get something but i think we would have been doing brave art versus roman reigns that's what i think yeah I think it's a difficult one. Again, The Fiend is a character that, like you say, probably doesn't need the title. And it's like, if he has a title, he then has to lose it at some point. So mm. you're, again, having to sort of take this character to take another loss. You want The Fiend to be like The Undertaker, really, and not to have to take too many losses. Um, in terms of a way out, I think they don't have to have The Fiend against against Braun. I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I think it was advertised Braun versus Bray Wyatt. So they go with the Firefly Funhouse hat host Bray Wyatt against Braun and Braun takes the win and maybe The Fiend comes back like, at a later date. So I don't think you can take it off Braun straight away because again, you're just playing hot potato. I, can, I, I don't know what they were. I don't know what the way they're going to go. I really don't know what way they're going to go. Yeah, so. but I'll be intrigued. I, I, I'll be intrigued. I think I, I do prefer Braun Strowman as champion more than I thought I would. Yeah, no, it's definitely grown on me. It's like, obviously it was a, very last-minute thing with the situation with Roman, and Roman should absolutely do what's best for him, his health and his family. But oh, yeah. Braun, Braun's obviously profited from that, and and he just he, he looks so happy to be in that spot when you see him come out. It's like, <laughs> like good on him. It's like I think they should have really maybe pulled the trigger in 2017 when he was red hot, but they didn't. But I mean, he's not yeah. a bad guy to step in. But again, it's like it'd be interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, surely they won't have him go over against the fiend character that won't surely that won't be a because then you've just you've completely destroyed that character i don't know man i I, I, I don't know we will uh well they've done it before (laughs) put it like that they've done it before i'm intrigued though how do you feel at last question how do you feel about the money in the bank card in general do you like the idea of the money on the roof thing it had to do something different i do like it's very very creative and one of the things that we said about doing things differently and i think that once we come out of this, they just continue to do things differently and continue to, to try and evolve creativity creatively. But yeah, the idea of, I mean, I'm intrigued to see Titan Towers, to be honest. Yeah. It's I, I think that they should, de- they should definitely turn it into some kind of tour. How many fans have, every fans wanted to do that. They have to jump on that a hundred percent. Obviously who's going to win. I'm not, not really sure who's going to win. Um, I, I mean, I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to appear out of nowhere for this one. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no, say that. So. I think, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really intrigued to see it. I mean, it's pretty interesting to see see how they give it to. Really, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm just gonna just try and enjoy it. That's what I I just try and enjoy everything. You know, I try and there's a lot of negativity towards the current product. I try not to be too negative, but I do think they need to change it up a bit generally. Yeah, no, no, I, I, that's why I'm looking forward to it. They've just actually just announced that to uh, fill Apollo Cruz's spot in the gauntlet match. Uh, sorry, to in the Man in the Bank match, they're going to have a last chance gauntlet on raw so you can you can look forward to that i have no idea who's in it i'm just looking now i can't see any names uh but yeah there you go so it's gonna be a gauntlet match on raw to decide who replaces apollo cruz interesting yeah very interesting it's again it's i think there's been more on the on the weekly shows there's been more matches more more actual wrestling as opposed to segments. oh yeah it's gone which is that's one positive i mean i like what i like seeing matches um and i guess the primos have been a lot the promos have, have been the one thing that has improved in this current situation, as everyone says. 
know, you, you get more intensity without sort of sometimes a crowd can can ruin something. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, did you attend WrestleMania 34? Uh, which one was New that? Orleans. I'm confused. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't go to that one, no. The crowd pretty much completely ruined the main event there. Um, of course they did. Yeah, I remember it that. Was yeah. obviously, I actually took my 14-year-old nephew there. It was like his, his birthday present. Took him to wrestle, his first WrestleMania. And literally, the, the fans. But that was a Roman Reigns and Lesnar. That was a, that was a good match. The fans just never give it a chance. Literally from the start, there was beach balls and this match sucks, etc. And it's just, it's like fans can fans can be negative as well as a positive. I certainly think with the, the promos, without any silly what chance, they're, they're more intense than the whole staring down the lens thing. That's definitely one thing that's certainly improved. Absolutely, man. I hope they, uh, you know, remember to... Well, to just take advantage of that, basically, yeah. and, and 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 even though it's been a terrible situation, learn as best as they can. Absolutely, and keep keep doing it, even when we have we have fans. There's no reason why they can't do the promos the way they've been doing it. If it works, don't change it. No, don't, dude, hundred percent. Don't just hundred percent. There's no need. There's literally no need. But it's WWE. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they just reverted to task in uh, <laughs> in seconds. Try but we will find out. Try them testing and all that. It's what they do. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Let's hope that I'm wrong. Uh, look, Matt, thank you so much for your time, man. I, I massively appreciate it. And I can't wait for the comments to see how mad people get about a big sort of, you know, 35, 40 minute loving uh, without Brock Lesnar before we talked about anything else. Uh, but yeah, dude, thank you for the support as well, dude. I really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, take care of yourself as well. And if you are listening and if you are listening out there in the the mad world at the moment, make sure you take care of yourselves too. Again, you can catch these podcasts, well, not these ones, but some podcasts live on YouTube. Just search for Simon Miller and yeah, you can come on the podcast. Don't forget and make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. But thank you very much for joining me and I will talk to you all again very soon.